Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly, the most popular football program in America, featuring Dennis Tobler, Trip Mitchell, and Fred Wallen. And now, here's your host, Trip Mitchell. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Trip Mitchell, and I'm in the Northern Rockies. Uh, the rest of our cast are big star Dennis Tobler in Las Vegas and Fred Wallen in L.A. Dennis, first of all, how'd you do last weekend? I did not do well. I'll tell you that. And I'm not sure anybody did well because the books got away with about a billion dollar win in the month of September here. So I'm not sure anybody's done very well thus far. Before we go any farther, though, there is one exciting thing happening in Las Vegas today. And that's the celebration for the Las Vegas Aces becoming the first professional team to win a world championship. So now Las Vegas can add that to our resume. The greatest place in the world to live. Okay. Go Aces. I've been an Aces fan since they first started, and I love them. They play. I want to. I'll talk to Fred about it a little bit when he gets done with his first comments. Okay, his first rant. And Fred, uh, we'll stay off women's professional basketball for a sec. What were your thoughts on week number two in the NFL? Well, my best play was the the Forty ers without Trey Lance, uh, winning easily. Uh, but to, as Dennis said, there were a lot of games that are very confusing. You come back from 21 down, uh, the Raiders uh, <laughs> blew a game that they couldn't blow, except that the coach, McDaniels, had coached in Denver. And I don't know about you, Dennis, but I had a good hunch he wouldn't be coaching much better with the Raiders. There are some guys who are great offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, but they are not solid head coaches. I don't think McDaniels will be here very long. I don't think in Denver, we know the story about uh, Hackett. He's not going to be there very long. But, Dennis, there are certain guys who can do certain things, and they try the next step, and they can't get it done. Your comments. Yes, I, I, I agree with you about Josh McDaniel. He looks like the chubby-cheeked little kid that he was when he was a coach of the Denver Broncos, and he damn near ruined that program if you think about it. And then he went back to New England as the offensive coordinator. And at, he's got Tom Brady. How can it go wrong when you've got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, okay? So, uh, to me, I don't think he's learned anything. He's not head coach material. He doesn't have the team playing together. I was very disappointed in their effort the second half. And I don't think they made any adjust uh, adjustments whatsoever. And, man. That was depressing watching them to blow a 20-point halftime lead. I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be here very long. They can't afford Fred, it. Fred, how important is it to Belichick's reputation to have a coaching tree that develops great 
coaches that go on to be successful in other areas. Fred, your thoughts first. Well, I think you get a you get a head start. You get a chance if you coach under Belichick, but you have to prove it at some point. And he was horrible with the Broncos. And what can you say about the first two games? They played okay against the Chargers, but the blow of the lead that they had here, uh, it's almost hard to believe. But there were three or four games very similar. And you know, right now, we're, folks, we're taping this on Tuesday. Really interesting as far as the numbers for next week. Mike Evans is appealing his one-game suspension. It's Tampa Bay versus Green Bay on Sunday. Obviously, without Mike Evans, without Godwin, uh, Brady's going to have problems. We don't know at this point what the appeal happens, but I think they're going to turn it down. I think he's going to miss the game. Dennis, you played varsity football. I played all the way up to scoliosis in my basketball career. I've never been kicked out of a game. I think if you're Mike Evans... You're a team player. You're a great wide receiver. You have to think. What did he think? That, that there weren't cameras on him when he went up and punched? Yeah, he's got to have thought ahead. And if he's thinking of his team, he can't do that. Specifically, they've already have injuries as far as wide receivers are concerned. Dennis, what do you think? No, I, I, I'm I'm surprised they play as well as well as they did. It doesn't surprise me that he did that. Uh, I don't think many of them think before they act because there was a lot of things like that that happened that completely turned the ball game around and about half the ball games on the board. So I don't know. It's, it seems like the NFL, they are overpaid and under uh, performing. That's what I believe. And well, also just, let's say this, you know what? This could have been just week five of exhibition season. Can we do that? So can we get by with saying that? Yes, you <laughs> may you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they're not coming back. But, Dennis, before you go to the break, Notre Dame football, uh, Marcus Freeman got his first win. But the interesting thing is there were 11, 11 and a half point favorite, a last minute touchdown, which was irrelevant as far as beating Cal, covered the spread. So you, you had the winner the whole game until the last minute, 59 minutes, if you had Cal, as far as the points were concerned. And then, of course, they score at the end when it didn't matter, except it mattered to you if you had Cal. Not a very good football team. Notre Dame has shown me nothing so far. One and two on the season. They're and, terrible. Uh, and their coach is not any good. I'll let you chime in on that, Trip. Go ahead. Well, I just want to lament we've lost one of the classy guys, but not the greatest head coach in the world, and that Herm Edwards down at ASU getting axed after the game the other day. <laughs> I know he might be classy, but he was. You know, they lost to Eastern Michigan. Okay, so that was part of it. But the bigger part of it is they're being investigated by the NCAA for recruiting violations. So that, I think, played a major role in, in Herman Edwards getting canned. Well, he'll be back on TV soon. And before we go to break, I just want to say that one of the three hosts here got suspended from senior hockey for a full year. However, I, I, I brought my attorney into a meeting. Okay, it's my wife. Uh, but I did get the suspension shortened to three months. So there are people of a certain age who still don't think when they do things. We'll come back. We've got a whole list of games for you. Dennis and Fred coming up next. We're going to give you some winners. We'll be right back. Now place your bets. 
This groundbreaking film details the dramatic rise of legal sports betting in Las Vegas and its growth into a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. Through in-depth interviews, personal accounts, and vintage footage, we highlight the key elements and milestones that shaped the sports betting industry into what it is today. This history also dovetails with the changing fortunes of Las Vegas as a gambling town at turns overseen by the elements of organized crime, corporate interests, and the U.S. government. Featured prominently in the film are pioneer odds makers and historians who witnessed these events. Today, betting on sports is a popular pastime and a lifestyle choice for many Americans. Its appeal incorporates the innate drive for competition and the rewards of winning. Watch Now Place Your Bets on Amazon Prime and NowPlaceYourBets.com. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-249-4857. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-249-4857. That's 800-249-4857. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-867-4571. That's 800-867-4571. 800-867-4571. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. I'm the, at one point, suspended hockey player, Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen. Let's start with the Ravens and the Patriots. Ravens had a tough week last week. I'm showing the Ravens minus three at New England. Dennis. Yeah, they had a tough week, all right. They were up by three touchdowns. And uh, a guy named Tua, who I believe Fred Wallen said last week, can't throw the ball. Had six touchdowns and four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's right. Tua, the Miami quarterback, had four touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what to think about Baltimore. I really don't. I think they get their head lost in the fact that they expect their quarterback to do everything, to score all the points, and even make the tackles on defense, evidently. Because what happened to that vaunted Baltimore defense? 
My goodness, he threw a 60-yard touchdown pass, a 79-yard touchdown pass, and just last week we were saying he couldn't throw deep. So, yeah, Miami destroyed Baltimore. And New England, they're playing their same old ugly ball, and they got a win last week too, a surprising one. But they did get the win. And uh, when you're going up against Belichick, it's a, it's a tough, tough matchup. And I'm going to take New England plus the points. Okay, Fred. Well, I'm going to take New England plus the points also. But let me make the point to Dennis. The defensive secondary is so beaten up that they're playing two and at some points three rookies in that defensive secondary. So it wasn't like uh, Tua had to throw it. He had a 10-yard head start, the wide receiver. A couple Waddle did it once or twice in that case. So it isn't like Tua threw it on a, on a mark and sharp. He could glob it up there because the defensive secondary full of rookies got beaten so badly that they made the comeback uh, that they did. You know, tremendous performance, 469 yards, six touchdowns. How many times have you ever seen that in your life? Right? Got to give them all the credit on earth. The other side of it is Baltimore secondary. Baltimore secondary. I did at the end of the game because a lot of people here had Baltimore as their survivor picks, and they were dancing around at halftime. And then what happened by the end of the game? And then I couldn't help but think about what Fred had said about two of the week before, and he's right. Baltimore didn't have anybody playing against them. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore's defensive backfield shot. I get it. But uh, I think Miami's on a roll. I do. I, I just think they're going to play together and they're going to they're gonna win some games because they can score. Well, speaking of the Miami Dolphins, uh, our next game up, everyone's new favorite to win the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami. And uh, what's the number here? I, I'm having – is that minus well, five? Yeah, it, it was starting four and a half, went to five and a half. And right before I got on the air today, I looked, it's up to six. So it'll probably be up to eight over the seven number come uh, game time. And this is going to be a, a, a strange game, too. I mean, Buffalo looks unstoppable at sometimes, but they have not won all their games. OK, and I, here we here we go again. Miami's going to get six. I'm saying they're going to get seven. They're going to get seven and a half. And when it gets up to that number, I'm going to take the Dolphins at home. And Fred? Well, if it, if it doesn't go to seven or if we can get it right now, I, I, I disagree. Uh, Miami's comeback was fantastic. I don't think they can get sky high against a team like Buffalo after what happened last week. They, they, they have to be celebrating all week long. Allen gets better every single week. Right now, he is the best quarterback in the National Football League. They've got so many weapons. They're hard to stop. Miami certainly didn't stop Baltimore. They're not going to stop Buffalo. So if I can get six, I wish I had gotten it when it was earlier, but if I can get six, I, I, I think that uh, the Dolphins are going to go down. And, Dennis, one thought. How do you become so happy in Buffalo, New York? And the answer is by going to college in Laramie, Wyoming. So that's <laughs> and also playing college ball in North Dakota State. I mean, from there to Wyoming to Buffalo is a natural fit, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Let's go on to the next one. We've got the Bengals, who are starting out with a very rough, rough season. They travel to New York. Bengals minus four and a half. Dennis, we'll keep it right here. Oh, boy, you're talking about some teams that have had a rough go to start with. That's for sure. And the Bengals are one of them. And uh, I could not imagine them losing to a Dallas team. But I'm telling you, this year, like I told you last year, Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott by far. Okay. And I should have known with Cooper Cup being the quarterback that they were going to have a tough time down there. And they did. They did not win. And uh, I'm I'm uh, befuddled by them. Joe Burrow he did that well start with last year. And then they came into their own and they got into a groove and they got to the end, but they didn't win it at the end. The Jets are another surprise, and, and they upset everybody last week and knocked everybody out of their survivor pools. But at home, and Cincinnati only given four and a half, I'm going to go with the road favorite here. The line started at six, went down to four and a half. have no idea why, except for that was a week ahead line on the Bengals. And the Bengals look so bad, everybody thinks the Jets can play close, I guess. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the Bengals and lay the points. Okay, and Fred? No, I, I agree. The Jets have actually moved up uh, in the ratings from 32 to 29. Uh, that's about that's about as high as they're going to get. Uh, they're going to be back at 32. We're real close to 32 in the next couple of weeks. Bengals have too many ways to score. They're not going to start 0-3. They're unlucky to lose to Pittsburgh in the first game. Unlucky last week. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati to get it done, scoring a lot of points. Okay, and we're going to stay here with you and take a look at the Saints on the road. They're visiting, boy, the woeful Carolina Panthers. Saints minus three on the road. Fred? I'm taking Carolina. Mayfield is going to have a big day. It's going to be this Sunday. He's going to throw for 300-plus yards, some touchdowns. McCaffrey's going to run for 150. Uh, I like Carolina. Uh, to finally get it done after the first two games of the season. Panthers to win. And why is Baker Mayfield all of a sudden going to turn it around in game number three and with the Panthers? We got, see, I, I disagree with the whole world. I think he's a darn good quarterback. Last year he's playing with a hurt labrum, and he's playing uh, in pain, and they get rid of him. Um, I, I, you'll find out in the long run he might be better than Watson, and they pick up Watson after the – the massage charges after 11 games that we playing this year. Uh, I've always been a Mayfield guy. I think he's darn good. And, and I just think that uh, they've been unfortunate the first two weeks. And as we've talked about with the three games of exhibition, and that's all, it takes time for, to warm up to the regular season. Mayfield is going to end up, take a look at his passing rating right now. It's a joke. He's going to end up in the middle of a pack or slightly above the middle of a pack uh, of the quarterbacks in the NFL and he's going to start showing it this Sunday. And Christian McCaffrey, a great back when he's healthy. 100% correct. Stanford. Okay. And a smart back. Dennis. They haven't shown me anything, okay? The Panthers haven't done anything. I don't care if McCaffrey's on the field or he's not on the field. And I disagree about Baker Mayfield. He's a terrible quarterback. I, I, I mean, of all the Oklahoma quarterbacks, he's the worst one that ever come out of there. So <laughs> I, I don't give him any respect whatsoever. The Saints are going to hammer him. 
And Jameis Winston can probably throw three interceptions and still hammer the Panthers. So I'm going to take New England, New Orleans because their defense alone, look what they did to Tom Brady. They held him to three points for almost the entire game. Their defense alone is going to kill the Panthers. Take the Saints, lay the points. Okay, and we're going to uh, – <coughs> by the way, Baker Mayfield, I'll, I'll give you Dennis's home number if you want to reach out to him. I don't want and to talk to him. Let's go to the uh, North Division. The Lions traveling up to the Vikings. Vikings minus five. Dennis, we'll keep start with you. Well, the Vikings – look, both Detroit – the Vikings played a great first game. The second game, they fell on their nose, and they played just about like they normally play in that second game with their unvaccinated quarterback dunking the ball to the other team as often as he does to his own team. Uh, the Detroit Lions, okay, they came back. I don't know what to think about them. But uh, I'm going to take any point you're going to give me with the Detroit Lions against a team like Minnesota. Minnesota uh, is strange. The look-ahead line a week ago was seven and a half. Now it's down to five. That's because there's a lot of people thinking that uh, the Detroit Lions can beat Minnesota straight up. And I'm not, I'm, I may be one of them. I haven't made up my mind on that. But I'm certainly taking the Lions plus six, plus five, plus four. Okay. And Fred? I was happy that they won. I mean, Hard Knocks, I'm sure, was very happy that they won last week. If you look back to the last game of last season and the first two games of this year, the Lions have scored 35 points or more in all three games. That's hard to do. The over-under here, I think, is 52. I'm going over. Thielen of Minnesota has disappeared. He's going to show up. I guess I give people more of a chance than some other people. Yeah, you do. I think Thielen's still, you do. I, I, I think Thielen is still – one of the top receivers in this league. Obviously, with Jefferson, he's not going to be the number one guy, but he's a darn good number two. I think he caught three passes last uh, uh, on Monday night. I think he's going to catch a lot more than that. Detroit can't stop anybody, but uh, Goff has played well. The running attack has run well, so I think it's going to go over 52, and I'll take the points to the Lions also. So I'll put those two together, over and the Lions. Okay, and playing hard is still one of the most important things in the NFL. And the second-year Lions coach gets his guys to play hard. Now, the question is, do they have the talent? But playing hard, that counts for a lot in this league, Fred. Oh, Campbell, you know, is a player himself, a top-notch linebacker. I, I think if you watch hard knocks, unless the whole thing was a fake, if he's doing that, if, they're not, if he's not being covered, he got, has this team inspired. And again, I got to hold this. In Detroit, they've got the three touchdown lead. And all of a sudden, I think it's 11 points. I know the crowd there, uh oh, we're going to do it again. We're going to find a way to lose. Goff didn't let that happen. Uh, they probably will cover straight up here. And I think it'll be over 52. And uh, like you, uh, I wish the best for Dan Campbell if that whole thing wasn't a fake and he's really different than we saw on Hardman's. Okay, and uh, Fred, I'm gonna stay here with you. And unlike Dennis, you seem to appreciate great quarterback play, in particular, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and his Chiefs, <laughs> minus seven on the road with the all of a sudden woeful Indianapolis Colts. Fred, what's your thought? 
Um, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback outside of, in fact, they're, they're pretty close. They really are. The two teams are pretty close. You look at the ratings right now, Buffalo uh, won and Kansas City two. Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. Each game, he's going to get more accustomed to the new guys as far as wide receivers are concerned. Uh, Mr. Hilaire, he's got a fine running back. I, I, I don't see Indy stopping him. So, again, I think a lot of points. I'm going to have to give the points uh, uh, in this circumstance. I just think Kansas City's that good. And for, for Indy to lose, uh, you know, it's the way it goes. But um, Matt Ryan has not played well. In fact, there's some conversation that if he doesn't start well here, they're going to pull him. And uh, we'll go from there. Dennis, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Indianapolis has looked so bad that Kansas City should win this game by 44 points. Now, <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if they will or not, but uh, Dennis, uh, Indianapolis. Did you just say 44 points? Yeah, it should be about 44 to zip in this game. Okay. Or, or, or maybe 44 to three or something like that. I mean, Kansas City is going to control the ball. They're probably going to score every time they have the ball. I can't see Matt Ryan or any other quarterback coming in and scoring. Uh, they haven't – I mean, they're still in week two of exhibition season. So I do believe the, the Chiefs – you can lay 24 points here and come out with a win. Okay, so this would be your number one play is take the Chiefs minus the seven. We're only halfway through. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, that's the one I'm taking to the bank. Okay. We'll keep it right here, and uh, let's get the violin music going because we're going to talk about the Raiders traveling to the Titans, and the Titans bounced back last week. Not a great week for the Titans. So Raiders minus two on the road in Tennessee. Dennis, go ahead. Uh, uh, all I can say is Josh McDaniels is not going to be able to coach the Raiders. Last year, the old coach, the people that Gruden put on the team, the will they had, uh, Carr played much, much better. I I don't know what plays that uh, McDaniel's given Carr to run in the third and fourth quarters, but they're not working, and they're not even coming close to working. If they didn't have the best field goal kicker in the league, they'd be bad. Unfortunately, Las Vegas is not going to win this game. Tennessee is going to run right through them. I see a long, sad season for everybody but the sports books in Las Vegas. Wow. Okay, so you're going to uh, take Tennessee and the two points. Fred? I'm going to go on a limb here and tell you, folks, go to the bank with this. Derrick Henry will gain more than 25 yards on the ground against the Raiders. Really? You're going you're gonna to go out on the limb, the best runner in the NFL, with last year's best offensive line, and he's going to get more than 25 yards. I, I thought about it. And I asked my wife. She agreed. Can't lose. He is going to gain more than 25 yards. Um, I think Tennessee's going to win. Again, one of these teams going to open 0-3, and the season's basically over. So uh, I'm going with the Titans. Okay, that, that a little bit of a surprise there. And we're going to get one more in before we go to break. And the Eagles all of a sudden looking very good traveling down to Washington to play the Commanders. 
Fred, we'll start with you. I've got the Eagles minus seven on the road. I have to pass this. Who's going to win? Uh, although, straight up, I'm taking Philadelphia. Hurts is playing about as well as you can play. There's little doubt of that. Um, commanders have shown nothing. Uh, Rivera is a darn good coach. I remember him as a linebacker at Cal. I remember when he was coaching Carolina. And now, of course, coaching the Commanders. But they're not a very good team. I, I just can't give them much rope here. Uh, uh, I, I have to go with uh, – uh, you can't go with Washington. That's all. Right now, the way they're playing, they're horrible. So uh, just just wager against Washington. Okay, so seven, seven on the road. And Dennis? Yeah, I mean, uh, I – I said uh, in some of our earlier shows that the preseason money win totals for the Eagles was the most bet team in those win totals. And they went up to the highest point. Everybody expects a lot out of the Eagles. I had them last night on Monday night and I knew they were a good spot um, and they won easily. And, and uh, they're going to beat the commanders real easily too, because they are, they're not a good team at all. Wentz is a terrible quarterback. And, and, and he might throw one good thing, but he's going to throw five bad ones. So in this, in this one here, too, the road team, you got to lay the seven in this one and, and hope the worst you get to push because I don't think uh, Washington I, – I doubt they can fill their stadium. Well, and that used to be 10, 15 years ago. That was the toughest ticket to get. That was handed down generations Forget Lambeau, forget Mile High. That used to be a tough ticket, and it's a shame. But when you have an owner that's pretty much thought of as the worst owner in the NFL, Cleveland's owners might have taken over there, but uh, it's a tough situation. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll get to the rest of the schedule. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. We'll be back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-867-4571. That's 800-867-4571. 800-867-4571. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. 
Call 800-504-3678. That's 800-504-3678. Again, 800-504-3678. That's 800-504-3678. Listen up, football fans. For this week's best bets, call us at 1-888-604-6863. That's 1-888-604-6863. Be a winner. 888-604-6863. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen. And we have uh, pretty much cast aspersions on three or four quarterbacks, three or four coaches. I would say it's a pretty good day day for us. So let's take a look at the next one. Chicago Bears traveling to Jacksonville. Hey, Jacksonville got a win. Uh, Excuse me, the Texans traveling to Chicago. I screwed that up. My apologies. Um, Texans, what can you say there? But the Bears, minus two and a half at home. Dennis, your thoughts? Oh, what a terrible game, huh? (laughs) It's probably going to be bad weather. And, uh, you know, there won't be any points scored. Uh, And if you can get Chicago at two and a half, take them. If it goes to three, you can take them and hope you get a push. I don't see any way you can bet the Houston Texans here. But uh, Houston's been on the road. You know, this will be their second week in a row here. It's not going to help going and playing in Soldier Field. Okay, and we lost Dennis for a second there. Fred, what are your thoughts? I can't disagree with him, though. Uh, You never know about the weather in Chicago. Uh, I, I don't think it matters. Fields uh, not play well last week. Uh, first week, you can't judge it one way or the other because torrential rain against San Francisco. Uh, I, I think they'll win here, and they'll win by more than a field goal. So I, I'll lean a little bit toward the Chicago Bears. Not a big wager, but I'll lean a little bit toward Chicago. Okay. And, Fred, we're going to stay down in L.A. with you, and we've got the Jaguars who did win, and they're playing the Chargers. Chargers minus a touchdown at home. Well, the key is, again, we're taping this on Tuesday, uh, is Herbert play. You know, he's got a severe injury. He saw him in the fourth quarter uh, in in the game. I mean, he was really beaten up. Um, Fortunately, of course, it was uh, the Thursday night game, so he's got more time to come back, but still – is he going to play? He's not going to play. I don't know at this point. If he plays, uh, Trevor Lawrence cannot play any better than he played last week. So uh, I'm taking the Chargers if uh, Herbert plays. But again, they're also without their best wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Now, Mike Williams played well in game two, disappeared in game one. But obviously, Keenan Allen is is the best uh, wide receiver that they have. So it depends on injuries and things like this, but all things being equal, Herbert plays. Uh, he gets out of the first quarter alive. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers. Okay, and Dennis. Well, I I can't see him playing. I mean, I know what his injury is. I know how painful that is. And the first time they get a chance, they're just going to stand him up and hit him. So you really can't figure on him playing. And if you're a listener or viewer to our show out there it's up to you at the end of the week to see these line moves and figure out why they move obviously if herbert ain't going to play why the line's going to be different so you need to figure that out on your own in this game here i do think they think they're hurt i don't think that they have anybody to throw to 
Uh, they're coming off two big wins. Jacksonville's just going to keep it close. That's all. It might be a backdoor cover or whatever. I also look for the number to go up to seven and a half or something. Because when you look at it on the board, it don't look like enough with all what the Chargers have been getting. But then again, the whole key is whether or not Herbert plays. And I'm telling you, he was hurt bad. And I know what's what happens when you have a broken rib cartilage. You can't move either direction. So it's it's a problematic situation. How many points does that affect everything, Dennis, if in fact he can't go? And we know that Fred thinks he's one of the three best quarterbacks in football. How many point difference will that well, make? Well, it opened at nine and it's down to seven. So they're already anticipating he's not going to go just like I am. And uh, it, it probably won't go much lower than that because Jacksonville is no good. So I think we're seeing the bottom. I don't think it'll go to six and a half. That'd be too easy a take on the Chargers if if he does play. And who knows, this day and age, maybe he'll be back. Maybe they can give him a shot. Maybe he'll be all right. So, yeah, this is a questionable game. We, You know, everybody out there, make your own decisions at game time. Okay. And Dennis, we'll stay right here with you. The Packers heading down the Battle of the Bays, heading down to play Tampa Bay. And right now I show the Buccaneers minus two. Um, hopefully Giselle and Tom are going to make it. Those two young kids deserve a break. 15. Well, I tell you, Fred was right when he said last week was crazy games. Are you kidding me? I mean, Tampa Bay had three points all up till the fourth quarter in their game, and Brady was screaming at everybody as hard as he could scream, but it worked. He got the win, and I didn't think he could get the win down there, but by golly, they did. Uh, they have a tough defense, but they're even out worse this weekend with their their uh, receivers and some of their, their defensive players in the backfield. Uh, Green Bay, they're no good. I don't think they can stack up. Uh, the offense can stack up to Tampa Bay's defense, even though it might be a little depleted. And I don't think Rodgers is happy either. So this is going to be a real fun game for a guy like me sitting there watching both quarterbacks shake their head as they go to halftime three to three because none of them can do anything. Maybe they ought to learn. It takes the other 10 people for you to be able to move down the field. So with this matchup here, I'm going to pass. I'm going to, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take under 41 in this game, under 41. I don't think they go either one score. Well, I, all I know is if Aaron Rodgers wants to become a male model after his career is over, he needs to get a little better haircut. And Fred, <laughs> after hearing that testimony about how great Rodgers and uh, uh, Mr. Brady are, what are your thoughts on the game? I, I want to get political for one moment, uh, and only one moment. Uh, Rodgers goes on a, a podcast saying, people don't understand. I'm not conservative. I just didn't want to get the shot. And I think a lot of people assumed that he automatically was very conservative because he didn't want to get the, the, the shot. And my wife and I have had all four that we could take at this point. But the point is, I'm happy that he said that because uh, at, at one point, I was always in his corner the way Favre treated him when, uh, uh, of course, he first became a, a Green Bay Packer. And then, of course, when Love was drafted, he treated Love as poorly as Favre treated him. I, I disagree. I got a hunch here that the Packers will score a few, a couple of touchdowns uh, without Mike Evans. And again, we're taping this on Tuesday. 
without Evans, uh, a lot of ammunition is gone from Brady. So he might be breaking another laptop uh, come Sunday. I'm going a little bit with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And uh, not to get political, but I um, have met a guy recently who is a COVID denier who spent two and a half months in the hospital, almost as I died, and he doesn't believe in vaccines. So those are <laughs> interesting. Inter- you know, in theory, to get advice off Facebook makes sense, but uh, in practicality. Okay, let's go to the next one. And this is not a game that is going to excite the viewers, but let's go anyway. We've got the Falcons traveling to Seattle, Seattle at home, minus two. Fred, what are your thoughts there? I think this is going to be Pete Carroll's last season. This is one of the games that's going to send him out. Uh, I like Atlanta to win here. I think, uh, hey, by the way, you know, I mentioned before the first week that Drake London from USC is going to be a guy that you ought to play in fantasy. First week, he catches five passes for 60. Last week, he catches eight passes, I think, for 96. Um, a touchdown in the first game. I think he's going to score a little bit here against Seattle. And, and again, Geno Smith's not a bad quarterback, but he's a better backup. Seattle's got all kinds of problems. Carroll's going to blame everybody but himself. Um, I'm taking Atlanta to win at Seattle. Okay, and Dennis? Well, I mean, uh, uh, the line indicates Fred's right because Seattle opened to three, went to two. They're down to one now, and I agree with Fred. I think that this just might be one of the games that puts uh, Seattle's coach on the road to retirement because uh, they played well last week, and I just don't think Seattle can do it with – their defense is gone. Their offense with Geno – is less than I expected. I thought he would be much better since he's been there for so long. But he's really he, – he can't pull the trigger, and he can't move up in the pocket. So it gives his lineman no opportunity to block for him. So he's in a bad way from the beginning. Atlanta will rush him. I'm going with Fred. Let's take the Falcons on the road. Okay, and Dennis will stay right here with you. The Rams and the Cardinals, what should be a, a good matchup. The Rams minus three and a half on the road in Arizona. Boy, I guess this will be a good matchup. Um, Tyler Murray came to Las Vegas, and at the end of the game, uh, he was walking around congratulating everybody, and some guy from Las Vegas reached down and slapped him in the face. So they're looking for that guy. They're going to arrest him for assault, and I have news for the football players. Don't walk around the edge of the stadium after you win an away game. Somebody might slap you in the face. You know, so anyway, Kyler Murray did his thing and he don't need to study to do what he does, guys. He doesn't need to study that. He had the ball for 20.1 seconds at one point in that game, ran from one side of the field to the other side of the field, 20 yards into the end zone. Nobody touched him. I don't know. Kyler Murray has got the he's got it and they're going to win this game, too, just like they won against the Raiders. They're going to upset the Rams, and I'm taking Arizona on the money line. And, Dennis, I hate to disagree with you, but someone touched him. Now, it was after the game as he was walking yeah, around. Yeah, touched him. Probably better if it was a defensive back or a safety. But anyway, and, Fred, what are your thoughts on the Rams-Cardinal game? My thoughts, both teams are going to score more than 30 points. I think the over-under last time I checked was like 50. 
I think the play's the over. Uh, the Rams were fortunate to hold on. Uh, the Cardinals were very fortunate to win. Uh, it's interesting. A.C. Green used to be one of the top receivers in the National Football League. I'd always play him in fantasy. He caught the winning touchdown, but he dropped two before that. Um, and some question if he even held on to the, the winning touchdown. But anyway, the point is a lot of points will be scored here. The Ram defense have shown, has shown me nothing. Arizona's defense has shown me nothing. Uh, 35-32, something in that range. Okay. And, Fred, we're going to stay in L.A. and ask you about the Niners. Um, they've got this new young quarterback who's come out of nowhere. And it was funny. One of the shows I was listening to today said that if he – because his contract was very incentive-laden – but if the Niners end up having a great year, he's going to get – Garoppolo is going to get maybe four and a half, five million dollars in incentive money this year. And a lot of people like him. And so the Niners traveling to the Broncos, Niners minus one and a half on the road. Fred? No, no opinion. Uh, I've got my favorite quarterback on the other side, Russell, who's not – Wilson, who has not played well. Um, J- Jimmy G played well enough to get the win uh, – last week um no opinion on the game i think it'll be down to the wire i i, I really do because you know russell wilson is better than he's shown so far i don't think there's any question and jimmy g's a winner doesn't have the greatest of arms but he just gets the team to play hard for him so you can see a lot of points here too and uh, uh no wager on the uh, who's going to win uh, I think it'll be a sort of a high-scoring game. We'll go from there. Okay, and Dennis. It'll be, it'll be interesting if it's high-scoring because neither one of them have done much scoring. Uh, uh, San Francisco a little last week, but uh, the, uh, the, last, the week before line on the Broncos was minus three at home. Since they played the games over the weekend, the opening lines this week is San Francisco minus one and a half on the road. So, Fred, when you said it could be one way or the other, you're absolutely right. It could be one way or the other on the point spread when it gets to this game. This is the evening game on Sunday night, and Russell needs to get a win at home. I want him to win. I'm just not so sure that the San Francisco defense is too tough for them to be able to do it. Denver's coach is deer in the headlights i don't want to repeat what everybody else says on these stupid other networks you know that don't know anything about football but man he is not calling the plays either he's like josh mcdaniel he he's just not capable of being a head coach or being the final say on an offense or defensive play so um when the line goes from one side to the other and the 49ers are on that other side, I'm going to take the 49ers here. I think they're tougher. I think they're stronger. As bad as I'd like to see Russell succeed, he may not have the people around him to succeed. So I'm going to take the 49ers. Let, let, me, just add one, let me just add one thing. Jerry Judy was hurt last week for the Broncos. Again, we're taping this Tuesday. I don't know if Judy plays. If he plays – it's a different circumstance. Uh, the Broncos have a much better shot. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And Fred, let's add up who Dennis has insulted on this show. Pretty much every other network, Quarterback. every other, every other uh, TV show, sports betting TV show, quarterbacks, uh, anyone else? 
Fred, I have. I, I before we go into the last game, I do have one thing to say about all of these sports prediction shows that are on the bigger networks. Those are horrible. All right, if you sit there and watch a half-hour show to be told that you want to bet, bet over lay one thirty-five that somebody rushes for over forty yards and that's your best bet of the week, you need to cash it in, buddy. Okay, if you don't have a credit line and you can't bet some dimes. I don't care who you think's going to go over 40 yards rushing this week. And that's the kind of games they give out. They don't give out sides and totals and stuff. They give out crap like that. And they also give out European soccer league where they cheat more than they do anything in the European soccer league. So, I mean, our show's the best show for 35 years. It's still the best show. Okay. And uh, so now, Fred, we, we've got the over and under on people that Dennis insult. The uh, line was set at nine, and I've got the over. Let's go to the final game, the Monday night game. Dallas at the Giants. Giants. Where? Who saw this coming? Minus two and a half. Fred, your thoughts? Well, Dennis thinks that uh, Cooper Rush is as good as Prescott, but he doesn't think Prescott's very good. Uh, this is good. Barkley's running better than he has in a couple of years. I think I'm going to lean toward the Giants, to tell you the truth here. Cowboys are very fortunate, last-second field goal last week. But I have to mention this before I throw it to Dennis. Uh, again, we're taping this on Tuesday. Monday night this week, they had their two games that ESPN always has. This time they had the first one on ESPN, the second one on ABC. Can somebody please explain to me why they started the second game? And I realize they want people in the East to be able to see the end of the game. but West Coast time, 4.15 and 5.30. You couldn't watch both games. It was impossible. I tried to go back and forth. You get lost under those circumstances. I don't know what ESPN and ABC was thinking. I don't think they were thinking logically. There, I attacked somebody. Dennis, your turn yeah. to attack. I agree. I agree with that attack, too. Um, on this, the Dallas Giants game, this is going to be another toss-up game, guys, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. And even though Cooper's a little better than Dak, the Giants are not a giant-killing team, if you want to relate it that way. They will run the ball, and they will not make mistakes, and they might cover the two points here. I'm going to take the Giants and lay the two, and let's hope we have a better week this week. Okay, well, we have done – the show has been a lot of fun. Dennis, as usual, Mr. Joy, Don Rickles is waving to you from the grave right now saying <laughs> you are a sweet, wonderful pe person. Fred, as always, thank you so much. For Dennis, I'm Tripp. Appreciate Alan back in the booth cutting the show together. We've had a lot of fun. We'll see you next week right here on Football Forecast Weekly. Goodbye and have a great week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.